Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of When I Was Your Age. I'm your host, Roland Parker, coming to you from a not very crisp fall day. And as always, it is a joy, pleasure, and treat to have you here. Uh, Today's guest is Lily Willingham, and I'm super excited to talk to her about her artwork um, and catch up with her. Um, Before we get started, I do have a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure that you follow the Instagram at WIWYAPod. And thank you so much for the support. Um, We're currently at 519 followers. I do like to give you guys an update with each episode to give you kind of a picture of how we're tracking with that. Make sure to send in your questions, um, be they for the pod or just for me in general. I'd be happy to answer those. Um, And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Lily. Lily, how's it going? What's up with you? Going well. I've been busy, busy. I feel like I'm just like treading water every day. I got myself a little sick this past week because I'm go, go, go. Mm. And I don't know how to say no. I'm learning how to say no, but um, I think I'm recovering from paying from like just being exhausted and overworking. But yeah, good deal. Very so I, I, I was understanding that um, there's quite a bit of business for you guys lately. Just- yeah, yeah. So Chris opened a state farm last Friday. Um, so that's just been all consuming. So, and then I have, of course, my own little, my cute little business. But, um, but yeah, we're just, Going crazy over here. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I, I can I can feel that it yeah. uh it's a life uh, it, it just keeps on going and uh, I don't know if you feel like this but sometimes like I'll get to a point of culmination or what I feel like is the end and then it's like immediately we're yeah. thinking about the next thing. It's sometimes yeah. it's hard to just to kind of woosa like relax and be um, be there in the moment. But uh, all right, so I do want to. Uh, Help us uh, get an understanding of of who you are and what you're about. Um, so I ask everybody some get to know you questions, and we'll get started with that right now. Where are you from, and where do you currently live? I am from Birmingham, and I currently live in Birmingham. So we, I mean, I went to Vestavia. That's how I know you. Um, but now I'm currently a little bit north, and I'm in Gardendale. So we're, if you're familiar with Birmingham, there's a massive cross heading north and like, I'm right there. I'm right on that exit. Gotcha. Yes. It's a, it's a right at the massive cross where yes. we're under, here. it's that we're under the shadow of it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So what is it uh, that you do? I'd love to get an understanding of that. Um, so I'm a painter, printmaker. I have a print studio in my basement. Um, so like silk screen, screen printing, that's, that's primarily what I'm doing right now. Nice. Very cool. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to learning more about that. Um, Mm -hmm. how old are you? How old am I? (laughs) 26. Nice. Very good. Yeah. I, I've really started to get into, get to the point where I don't, know for sure like what the number is yeah. i did I, when i realized that i was 27 i was like ooh, is that uh, i was in one of the previous episodes with my friend jackie she was uh we talked about 27 feeling a lot closer to 30 than like 26 ever does mm-hmm. and i know that it's one year closer but it feels like a, even a bigger like um chunk closer it's like the this is the last three years of of my 20s it's scary. Yeah. Very. I don't ever like thinking about that. But. That's a uh, very scary, but we're going to, we're going to be young forever. We're just, I'm That's just right. not, I'm just going to have an attitude of being young uh, for, right. for as long as I can hold on to it. Um, what, uh, what piece of media are you currently enjoying? Be that a book, podcast, music, TV, um, anything that is maybe a guilty pleasure or, you know, no, it's a, unguilty pleasure if you will just like something that you genuinely enjoy okay um so what's consuming me right now i'm like so late i'm so late on this game but or on this trend really but gilmore girls oh i am just now starting and it's just so good yeah Yeah. 
this is the time of year in my household. I it, know. It, I've it is. hit the basic of basics, but mm. I'm right there. And then I, if you give me a good crime podcast, I'm all, I'm all in. I'm in the middle of one right now. Um, and I've gotten into reading. Nice. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Are we, we are a Gilmore Girls household, especially yeah. this time of year. Once we hit September 1st, it's yeah, it's I'm, on. That's the, that's the background sh show for sure. Yeah. Um, any any particular uh, crime podcast that uh, gripped you lately? Um, well, right now I'm listening to one. I think it's like called like In Your Own Backyard or something something along those lines. Okay. Nice I I'm, I'm loving. I love trying to like solve the cases mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've heard of this, but there's actually some board games now that you can solve your own. Really? Yeah. It's a, and it, are they like based on off of like the true cases or I feel like that would introduce <laughs> yeah. a whole set of problems with yeah, no, uh, monetizing no. those things. That's awesome. There, there's, they're like one that comes to mind is called hunt a killer they have all okay. sorts of like cases right now and um oh man like i'll drive to huntsville to go visit my aunt just so that we can sit down and, and solve a crime <laughs> I, that, that's really cool. yeah. I love that it's a yeah I, I haven't thought of like adding in like board games or like a game oh, like yeah. that into into this question but mm -hmm. i might have to do that moving mm -hmm. forward because that's a good um that's a, that's a good thing to, to ask people like that. Um, next question. I, I really like to ask this question. I feel like it um, helps encapsulate a person and, and what they're about. What is something that you would consider a luxurious necessity? Something that is maybe it's, it's a big part of your routine. It's kind of blurring the lines between a need and a want. Um, it's a, what is that to you? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Well, this would have been nice to marinate on, but I know we're on a time sensitive. Something that I've, you know, I really would love is like a nice knife. Okay. <laughs> like, like a, a, like a like, chef's knife. Oh yeah. And yeah. Like, I can get by, I've, you know, been getting by with like very basic and mm -hmm. it'll cut, you know, if you yeah. saw it enough, your vegetable. But, um, oh, I would love something that just like, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I feel that it's like your, your basic like yeah. set, like I could go pick up like some kind of whatever knives from the target or whatever. And it will technically cut the tomato, but like to really like slice it super thin oh, yeah. and like do it with ease. Uh, I, that's a really good answer. Mm -hmm. A really nice, luxurious, um, <laughs> you know, it's a. Damascus steel. Very fun answer, but that's something that, that's been on my mind. I don't think I've yeah. ever had like a quality knife, and I'm no. That's I'm gonna a look out for one. That's a that's a good answer because I I feel like, uh, and I'm not uh, on the up and up when it comes to knife pricing, um, but uh, I think that they can be really expensive, like two, Correct. three, four hundred dollars, um, if you're depending on what you're getting. Nice. No, that's a great answer. Um, do you have any bits that you're doing? So the, uh, an example might, might be a running joke that you have with, um, uh, your partner or good friend, um, or, or something that you do to make yourself laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's a big thing on social media right now. Like here are the bits that I do. It's a, on the, on the daily basis. And, uh, I thought it was a good question. So it's, do you have any bits that you're doing? Um, well, there is something that makes me laugh just about every day <laughs> that Chris, so, um, I, I will not rewatch movies, um, except for one movie and it's just always been Pink Panther. I just, okay. I will always laugh. Um, and Chris was also raised on Pink Panther and I think he quotes it every single day. And like, it just, it gets me every time. Nice. I know that sounds like, like really annoying, but. No, no, that's I good. Mean, I, I just, I crack up at all those like little one-liners, the mm -hmm. one-liners. So I think that's just been an ongoing thing 
since the beginning of our relationship really and he's i mean he still does it so uh, give me an example of one that you would hear frequently oh, oh no <laughs> you don't have to do an imitation but give me that butcher it yeah don't give me the imitation but give me like the line at least <sighs> can't roll it <laughs> <laughs> what, the one that, from the pink panther that kind of immediately comes to my mind is when he's like going around the office and he's like this lovely weather <laughs> we are having <laughs> you know, like try like acting all yeah. like nonchalant and like chopping like at yeah. different like props and stuff yeah so, oh, man. so yeah, that we, was a that was a big one for me and my brother we had um we had all of our friends come over the other sent like a few Sunday nights ago I mean I felt like it was like my birthday party because you know I cooked dinner and we all sat around and watched like I introduced a lot of them have not seen it I introduced it to them and like I was just like a little kid I was just like watching to see like their reaction and we have this like one kind of stubborn <laughs> friend he's like this big burly dude and like he was biting his tongue like he did not want to laugh but he broke like it was just like the biggest accomplishment is like i got him to laugh so. that's, a, that's that's good that reminds me i feel like i don't know if you've had this experience growing up but uh, i feel like i distinctly remember like gathering around and like trying to make my friends laugh with like whatever youtube video that i had found <laughs> and like kind of, and like looking to see like yeah. i feel i think that I, I remember like spending the night at someone's house and we like came up with like a game to like all right it's it's your turn like you got to find a video to like make us laugh and you know, like we're going to you get so many points if you can like make make people laugh and like you're going to try to like not laugh but that, there's that, actual like videos with like the purpose of doing that now on youtube yeah people record themselves yeah so that's good i lo love the pink panther staple of the yeah. childhood i can and totally relate to that so you don't you don't really re-watch movies that much i don't and i won't watch trailers either you won't watch trailers I won't okay watch a trailer. i want to be completely like like i want to i want to come up with the conclusion or i want to see how they because if I see a, a trailer, I will conclude everything. And if it yeah. doesn't go my way, I think oh, I would get upset. I get yeah. upset or disappointed. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Also, like, I kind of like really like horror movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, within comfort. Like, if I, yeah. you know, if I know I'm not going to sleep alone at night, then like, they're on a horror movie. I'm, you know, I'm good. But I will not watch a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a. I, I kind of get that. I I will watch like a trailer just mostly for the hype. If it's something that I'm like mm. looking forward to, um, there were I did have a few instances of like I'm not gonna watch any trailers. I'm not gonna like I think for I think for like maybe a couple of like recent like Star Wars movies. Mm. I was like I, I don't want to know anything about it. Right. I just want to go yeah. into it. Yeah. Um. So, but I understand that like foregoing like nope. I want to I want it to be a raw like movie experience. Right. I don't want any outside influence. Get that. All right. Next question. Given the opportunity to replace any, uh, to replace the national anthem with any song on your playlist, what song would that be? And tell me a little bit about that. So it's, a, if you like, I can give you some, some examples. Yeah. So for sure. So ones that I've gotten recently, Dancing Queen by, by ABBA. Oh, um freebird is a great example um i think it kind of goes hand in hand there's kind of evokes a little bit of patriotism um uh forever um by by drake that was one um that we got recently and i really liked that especially the collaborative element um and kai pointed out it was his answer um he thought it was really funny that drake is canadian um, and yeah, that, yeah. um so that multiple layers for for that answer too um, and so I asked one of my college professors this, and he said, uh, this land is your land by Woody Guthrie. Um, and I think that, that, that really has felt like the best answer that I've gotten. Um, it's a, for, for me, um, he was an environmental science professor, so it felt very, very loaded. Um, but, um, with his answer, a lot of, that's a, I, it felt very true to his character and what was important to him, but. Those, those are some some examples 
um, that I throw out there. The the main prompt that I think of is if you had to stand up like at at like a a sporting event, what would evoke like the the most like oh, the man. funniest the funniest situation where you, you know, take your take your hat off, hand over your heart, and it's insert blank song. So I'm thinking like. <laughs> Maybe not changing the national anthem and like kind of mandating the Fergie version only. <laughs> only Fergie can sing it. <laughs> that's good. That's that's perfect. It's, it's that's the only version we get. Yeah, it's I'm uh, not allowed to join. Only <laughs> it's a because <laughs> it's honestly it's like already kind of an uncomfortable song. Like you're wait like you're waiting on the person to. Mm-hmm hit those notes or not hit those notes. So mm-hmm. you're already super, I'm tense. When someone's singing it live, I'm so tense. And so I think she just kind of set, set a standard with, with her version. So. No, no one has ever done it uh, quite like she did it. Yeah. Um, man, I, I think of, in that moment, I think of the, the players like in the finals that are that are that are like they're trying so hard or not so hard really yeah. to, to, to to like not not react and and like trying oh, to make man. each other like oh, crack up about it cringing right now Ugh. yeah but yeah that's sorry i don't have a, a no, replacement a, but i do have maybe a a mandate. Uh, no, that's a great answer. I, yeah. I think that's I think that's a crucial one. It's Fer- <laughs> yeah. Fergie's Fergie's version of it only. Yeah. Perfect. That's it. I, it's a, I love love that answer. And then last question uh, to to wrap up the get to know you section here is how do we know each other? Um, you've highlighted it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a how do we know each other? We go way back to Vesavia. Yeah. To the school system. It's a yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, that's that's been a lot of the uh, the the people on the podcast here mm-hmm. lately. Um, but um, a lot of people that that I've known from that time, um, doing some really cool stuff. So I wanted to to brag on on them, um, for, for that. So to get a little bit into, um, your story with with everything, um, I wanted to know, um, the the name of your your studio is Oil and Oak, and I would yeah. love to know why uh why did you come oh. to 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 that like how did how did you nice come up question. with that name i you know i really haven't had many people ask me that um it's a play on with words um you know oil obviously is a medium you, you use in like the art realm but oak um a lot of what I do and paint is nature related. Um, So I wanted something to kind of represent nature and art at the same time. And I like the play on with words. Um, But at the time that I was trying to brainstorm some things, there was this like massive, I was working out of this shed slash barn in my parents backyard and there's this massive oak tree just like swallowing the shed and so it's just oak leaves just like all over my little studio and so um I had a friend help me brainstorm some ideas and oil and oak was the was the conclusion the final answer but right now where we are now I think it's neat because now my studio is in my basement at my house and we have this ginormous oak tree like right outside so nice. it's just following me wherever I go so oil and oak is a play on with nice I, I love that and so um is that the the primary material or, or kind no, of it's not the use? primary medium um you know a lot of what I use um I, like I'm very in my paintings it's very textured and and tactile mm-hmm. um so that has been more of like a plaster consistency with an acrylic so, yeah gotcha. um, yeah so oak is not primarily what i use oh, i mean oil i don't use oak either but. yeah absolutely and if you're wanting to see some of the pieces that um that lily has made um and has up for sale you can follow 
that's at her on Instagram and her studio. It's a, um, an, and I'll throw those in the description, but it's going to be up on the screen if you are watching. Um, so that, that's cool. Um, so oil, oil and oak, I like the, uh, the full circle moment as well of, you know, the, the initial kind of studio, um, to, to now you have one, mm -hmm. uh, to, in your, in your own home. Um, so, so that's, that's really nice. Um, to, to bring it, bring it back to maybe another full circle moment for you was when did you first start to notice artistic ability within yourself? Like when did you identify that, that you had something like that? Um, uh, what, what was that moment, um, to you? So I've always loved painting and it's actually really funny. Some of my, so back in second grade, <laughs> um, my dad, I think my parents were just like needing to find gifts quickly. And so my dad got me all sorts of canvases and paint. And he was just like, just paint something for all the women in our family. And they were all flowers and, and vases. And he put these like crazy elaborate frames on these like very silly, very childlike flowers. And they are still today, like some of my like favorite pieces but I never pursued like I didn't even take art classes in high school <laughs> so like that was like the start of it I've always like loved it but like didn't pursue it mm -hmm. um but I man like it's just always been kind of there like the creative side but I don't think I really truly pursued it until college gotcha so it's mm -hmm. a in at you you mentioned not not having taken any like art classes in in high school. So was there a shift in focus when you were when you were in college? Did you start looking at maybe more formal forms of training and like classes and and stuff like that when you were in college? Yeah. So actually, like in high like high school, I felt so behind in like what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, what I wanted to be. And like senior year came up and everyone knew everything. And like, it was kind of, it was actually really lonely to like not really know like mm -hmm. what you're going to do. And so, you know, with that, my parent, like my, my dad was just like, we're not about to send you off to a university and you not know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I got a scholarship to play volleyball at Lawson. It's a community college here. And there I really kind of explored my options. I went into graphic design for a couple of years. And um, I had some Adobe experience because I did take a photography class in high mm -hmm. school. Um, so I really like Adobe. And I, but like, I just needed something a little bit more, like I said earlier, tactile, like I needed to feel it and to touch tangible, it. tangible. Yeah. So, um, I, while I was at Lawson, I believe it was when I was at Lawson, I was kind of shadowing a local artist here in Birmingham and I was working in her studio and kind of, um, like I got, I got to see a lot of behind the scenes. I was just like, I really like that she's able to do what she does. And so I think that was kind of the start of me seeing that there are options and you like, I don't have to go into an office and all day. And mm -hmm. so um, that was really the start of like exploring my options. And so um, when I did go to Auburn, I decided to, just take some art classes and kind of pursue that route. And um, there was a, like a studio there. It was called uh, the art studio. The art studio. Aptly named. Wow. Nice. <laughs> and there I, um, I kind of, I ran a lot of the classes there. There were kids classes. Cause I didn't know if I wanted to pursue teaching or pursue mm -hmm. trying to, um, like, I, I think in the back of my head, I, I would have loved to just work and sell my work. But, you know, you it's kind of like a big dream, you know, like a, sure. kind of have to cross your fingers for that. But, um, you know, I, I taught 
art classes. I taught homeschool art classes Saturday morning, like all sorts of art classes. And then I kind of decided that um, teaching and reteaching kids how to hold glue sticks was not my sure passion. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just very grateful to have a support system that kind of lets me pursue, um, allows me to pursue kind of, you know, what I have been pursuing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that even answered your question. No, that, no, that's great. Um, I, I, a response. It's a, no, I, I love that. So it, it, you, you mentioned like the, the teaching, um, component, um, did that, did that change the way that you felt about, um, uh, uh, about like pursuing, um, like selling, selling your work or, or anything like that? Was it, it when you were in it, was it, did it feel like I'm doing this so that in the future I can, um, go the, go this route or that did that feel like the final piece, um, of like what you were training for in that moment? And then it changed. What, what did that look like? Yeah. I mean, so it's hard to make it as an artist. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kind of settled that my only options really were to teach. And mm -hmm. so um, working in the art studio, that put me out of the school system. And it still kind of gave me the freedom to kind of teach what I wanted to teach. And um like had some fun hours, you know, so, um, sorry, Chris just got home and I totally blanked. That's all you're, fine. <laughs> That's you're fine. It's a, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at was that, did, that you, you mentioned like a, like a settling piece and I was trying to avoid it. Like, just like, just like that, like wording it in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. because I, 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 don't think that like teaching is for the faint of heart and especially if it's something oh, that, sure. it, that that you care about. Um, but I think, I think that sometimes in certain fields, it can feel like mm -hmm. what well, it, it can feel like it's a giving up is not the, the proper way, like way that I think about it. It's it. I think that you might've said like safety net. It's, yeah. I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you did. Like it's, it feels like a safer way to pursue this as a career. Yes. Um, and that was exactly mm -hmm. what the thought behind it is because it is difficult to make it. Um, you know, that I needed to have that as like an option. Almost. Sure. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, and I'm grateful that I'm not having to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I, not not that you've graduated for for lack of a better term, but um, was there was there anything like valuable that you learned in that experience that kind of helps you in your pursuit of uh, of like selling your work and having your own studio now? Like, do, are there things that pop up that you're like, oh, this is some this is a skill that I grew in my time when I was, was teaching or working at the studio uh, on campus or? Um, maybe not in like from the art studio, mm -hmm. but definitely from like taking my art classes in Auburn. So I ended up, you know, I, I got my gra graphic design degree at Lawson and then I pursued um, <clears throat> bachelor's of art at Auburn. So mm -hmm. Um, just everything from there was just like all consuming, very fulfilling, um, you know, uh, so I, I mean, we kind of covered this, the art studio job was more so kind of like to like a peek into like, is this the path I want to take? Like if I'm, if I am going to pursue art, like this is an option, um, right. but for what I'm doing now, it's like I've definitely grown from my studio classes at Auburn. Yeah. Instead of like running, running classes, mm -hmm. classes. 
yeah, that's that that's very cool. And I, I've um I don't know if you've had this ex- experience with it, in my time in college at, at Miraville. There were a lot of classes that I didn't um that weren't um particularly focused like in my major and I Maryville is a liberal arts college. So like so much of what is required is, is outside of your, your degree. Um, but I still found myself applying, um, skills like from some of those other classes, like Mm -hmm. into like how I carry myself in my career now. Um, but then also in just conversation and, and other things. Um, what, what does community look like for you in, in your profession and the, the way that you relate to people who engage with your art or like other artists around you. Um, I, I think that's something that's so important like, as um, just people in general, but then also in, in pursuing um, careers in art and everything like that. But what is, what does community look like for you now? Um, well, if we're talking literal, like, my Gardendale community. I've started this week um, selling my stuff in like a local art store here. And that's really my first reach to my Gardendale people. I've, I've had more of an audience more in like the Hoover, Helena, mm-hmm. like down in that area. Um, yeah. And I've done quite a few like vendor events, like art shows. Um, and that's been great for interacting with people and um, getting to know people and talking to people. And um, but a lot of that comes with the vendor events face to face, which I, you know, I haven't been doing here as much. But I'm hoping to to make my immediate community more of like my audience and get more involved here. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I really like the idea too of like the, the immediate locale um, mm. and, and like plugging into that. Um, I think I, I would imagine that that probably changes the way that you look at like the neighborhood around you and, um, and everything like that. Um, does it, you, with the, with the vendor events um, have, have you come away with um with a different way of thinking about your, your own work or somebody else's work? Um, or have you maybe like seen something that just kind of like clicked for you? You're like, Oh, wow. I never thought about it this way or, um, anything. I, it's, I, I feel like, I feel like for me, if I was, um, like putting, putting my work into a public space and like seeing people interact with it, like with their hands and stuff mm-hmm. or, or like coming up and looking at it. Um, I think that would be a very, I don't know, kind of a jarring experience. Yeah. So, and so, <laughs> so it's what, honest. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, what, uh, it's a, what, what is that like being at vendor events, I guess, to kind of put it more succinctly. It, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. You you kind of have to learn sometimes to have <clears throat> thick skin, um, but it's it's great to <clears throat> see what people respond to, mm-hmm. um, and I've been able to adapt from that. And obviously, like you keep track of like sales and what sales and um, things that are popular, and people always have people love custom stuff. So you know them just simply asking if they can, you know, just sharing their interests and their, um, like what they like about something. And like a lot of my stuff, like I've said, like you, you want to go and touch it. Like Mm -hmm. it's bringing them in and they, like everyone wants to touch it and everyone wants to know what it's made of. And so that's always like a great conversation, you know, starter and peace. And so, um, from there, like, like it's really, I'm I'm just constantly hearing what people people want, and so that's just, you know, there there are pros and cons to, to those events. Yeah, definitely. It's a, uh, I I would imagine that in getting that kind of feedback, or especially the interest that you mentioned with like custom work, that now you've had this an initial idea, and it's changing and evolving like outside of yourself. 
what is what um the does selling your work um and like having that be a, a part of like your income has that changed the way that you relate to the activity itself or mm -hmm. like the process mm -hmm. like the creative process i imagine a lot of people you know they experience like writer's block or like having like a deadline it creates a kind of kind of pressure or even takes away some of the intrinsic joy of doing something that they love but have you experienced anything like that absolutely oh yeah, yeah. and that's that's kind of what <clears throat> i kind of have to ask myself why am i doing what i'm doing sometimes because if i were to do it for the money like what i make would be completely different and it would mm -hmm. be completely what everyone wants and um that would veer from what i'm i want to do so the reason why i'm doing this is because i enjoy making and creating and sharing and um and i kind of have to like check myself of like because i don't want to veer too far and that's kind of why i don't love custom because mm -hmm. people have an idea in their head of what something should look like and um and me trying to like match that idea doesn't always stick true to what you know like to my touch i guess and so sure. um yes like there's always like a check between business and between creating like i'm constantly battling that so yeah and like you know like if you if i like had to rely on this for the income like it would be miserable mm -hmm. you know like it would become work yeah this is you know like i like, i enjoyed this and i'm grateful right. to be able to do this and that people and that some people want to support it so um it's a it's a luxury yeah that's that's really great i've um so my my wife is, she's very talented she <clears throat> she dries uh flowers um so yeah. so um uh bridal bouquets and like funeral flowers that people will send them to her um like through her etsy shop or or just dropping them off and stuff and she um dries them and then presses them into like a a, a float frame um yeah. and then like arranges the uh, arranges them so that people have like a piece of like their wedding day that you know can st stick around and it's not just like the the upside down flowers yeah um, in their closet that they don't necessarily want to bring out. Um, but I've noticed that kind of in, in pursuing that, that not, not all, not all pieces, but some of, some of the process, like specific, specific, like maybe the repetitive parts, yeah. um, are, it's, it's harder for her to like want to do those things when she knows that there's like a dollar amount assigned to that. Yeah. Um, it's like, she loves like the creative piece and like arranging them and like gluing them together and, and like finding like uh, a way to like represent what the bouquet looked like while still like it, what it was in a 3d space and in, in, in like a flat like frame. Um, but it like the 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 actual like drying and stuff she's like i just don't want to do it yeah, it's yeah. a um which i get it it's oh, man, yeah. it's it, it's tough so are there are there certain parts that are um that are harder for you are there um pieces that don't come as naturally or um just uh, parts of the grinding it out processing that you're you don't look forward to as much mm -hmm. as other parts of the 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 way that you are creative uh, it's got very long-winded question but and i can try and um reframe it um if you like but um i think i understand what you're saying um there are definitely some parts that i do not look forward to mm -hmm. <laughs> um so I'm trying to transition from painting um, to printmaking primarily. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why we have the house we have is because it had a basement where I could put all my equipment down there because equipment's massive. Like some big 
big boys. Yeah. But um, so with printmaking, it's a whole lot of science and not a whole lot of like art. <laughs> the okay. art part is the design yeah. and the actual printing. But like there are a lot of steps, like a lot of chemicals involved and a lot of um, like I have to do some of my steps in the dark. And um, so like it's just I don't look forward to the cleanup process. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you went to, If you look downstairs, you would be like, oh, yeah, you're not a very tidy studio space person. But um, the biggest thing that I just do not love about having a small little studio space is the business side. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, I studied art. <laughs> I did not study business. And so um, having to balance that and to like be my own photographer and to be my own social media manager and to be to pay my own tax, like remind myself to pay my own taxes and like, am I doing it? Well, never mind. I'm going <laughs> to continue. I pay my taxes. Um, but like, am I doing everything correctly? Right. I am trying and I think so, but like, it's just such a heavy task and a heavy job that I didn't realize I signed up for. So, yeah. um, man yeah like keep like even keeping up with like sales and you know like I love creating but like okay now I have to like ship the item you know mm -hmm. like that I don't love that <laughs> yeah oh my gosh it's a it's for for us there are like boxes kind of going out uh, of our house all the time and uh to like Tabby will spend like a whole a whole lot of time like do it like putting together the frames and everything and then it's like they they're all constructed and everything like that and she's like I gotta label these boxes oh. and tape them up and send them out it and works. stuff and it's I, I'm laughing too at the at the at the tax reporting as well <laughs> it's um it's not fun like it should it's be so much it should be easy. so much easier yeah they don't make it easy for you like i like i need someone to hold my hand through it and i want to do the right thing and so i don't know and i but like i i want to also print stuff and paint mm -hmm. stuff so yeah i don't i don't know yeah. but yeah does it feel a little bit like this is the price i pay for oh. like creating in this capacity yeah can't be all rainbows i guess yeah oh that's that's a, it should be it should be much much easier to to just do it like that um what what's in the what's in the future for you um in it's a in the production of art or your, your studio like what do you kind of um envision sometimes it, i find it kind of grounding and centering to to think about it that way and sometimes it's really uh frightening <laughs> and, and awful um but what do you what do you see like in the future for um for yourself in that way there is truly no telling um you know i could decide to stop creating like that's not the plan at all mm -hmm. like i i want to continue to do this because i really do enjoy it um but like i said like i would love to transition to printmaking primarily um so it would be great to just like that's just worth i have found that that's worth my time um like printing is way is way worth my time then painting mm -hmm. um so trying like i really just need to kind of nail that down like like we talked about the business aspect of it and so um there's just there's so many unknowns like you know so i great question <laughs> i'll let you know when i find that out it's a good deal it's a what it what's what's fun about the future is that so, all of a sudden we end up in it so you know oh, it's so <laughs> um but yeah it's i mean like it's it's hard to it's hard to know too i um yeah that that thank you for that so 
I'm I'm starting something new with the with this episode, and it and it a little bit, um, I guess started with the previous episode. But the idea is, um, passing it on to the the next guest. Um, but what what I asked of Bella, who was our guest before this, is um, what is a question that you'd like to ask to whoever comes on next, and then um, that that way I can kind of keep um, keep keep her idea going um, uh, as we move on. And then the idea would be you would add uh, a question to um, whoever comes on after you. Um, but her question is, what is something that you find challenging that you don't necessarily think that others struggle with? Um, which I, I'm laughing too, because I'm thinking about uh, thinking about it. And she was, and when she asked it and she, she said, and that's kind of and that's kind of deep. So if you just want to ask them like their Jenny's their favorite flavor of Jenny's ice cream, then that's like good too. <laughs> um, so like it's uh, but I but I think it's a really good question. Um, I I have often um, I, I think about this for for myself a lot. Is it it's a really debilitating thing to feel like you're not good at something that a lot of people are. Um, like it just doesn't come naturally to you. Like for me, um, a lot of elements of like self-motivation, like especially in high school, I was noticing like people who, um, they had set up really good, like study, like systems and like, and you know, the spreadsheet or whatever that they were doing to like help themselves succeed in school. And I just like, didn't, I could, I couldn't like make myself to like want to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't, I could, it felt really hard to, to do that. Um, and I've gotten better at that over, over time, like helping like make myself a checklist and whatnot. Um, but what, what is that to you? Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a vulnerable question, uh, but something oh. that it's a, that you see in yourself that you are in, in others that they do well, that you don't really think of as doing well for yourself. Ooh, that is, that is tough. I might go not so deep, but um, I have a lot of good girlfriends who are just so organized, and that would be so helpful for me right now if I could just get together. Mm -hmm. I think I have, I'm realizing I might have a little bit of ADD, and mm -hmm. that's not helpful for what I do. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, keeping up with receipts would just be... That seems like such a simple task, but I just, I cannot do that for some yeah. reason. <laughs> I get myself in trouble. I, I'm also kind of coming to grips with the fact that um, I might have ADD or ADHD yeah. in some capacity. And it, my goodness, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to like hear people talk about the ways that they are so organized. I'm like, oh. I, I don't, I can't even like bring myself in my house. Yeah. I, I like all can't the even... tasks I've started and just have not finished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like what, um, it's, it's tough to, I, I think one of the defining things about, um, those kinds of like attention disorders is that like, uh, there's, there's like a fixation element and I, I didn't really notice it in myself, um, until, uh, I, with, I was with Tabby and like I would do it, especially with like cooking, like I would go out of my way and I would like kind of like focus really hard and like get really into this task. And I would look up and I'd spent like way too long uh, like cooking this one thing that like I probably probably just could have bought a jar of pesto instead of trying to make oh, it from scratch. Yeah. A, <laughs> but uh, but then I made like a whole mess. I used way too many ingredients. It was like way more expensive than it was worth. And I made a product that I didn't really even enjoy all that much. Um, so uh, experience. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But I I'll look up and I was in like a fog of war. Uh, of like, oh man, uh, that 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 was much more mess than than it was worth. Also, also, what's your favorite uh, flavor of Jenny's ice cream? If you've got one, I think I will always go with some cookies and cream. Mm. That's a, mm. that's good. I, I that's like my default. Like, uh, really like, safe, safe mm. option. 
Yeah, definitely. I love that as a as a milkshake as well, like mm-hmm. a Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. cookies and cream milkshake. So yes. good. But if they've got like a seasonal, then I'm gonna be going for for, sure. for that. Um, good deal. Well, I, I aside from from your question to pass on to somebody else, I think that concludes our time. Do you feel like you have a question that if you were sitting opposite of someone? You and you were interviewing them that you would want to ask or just a favorite like icebreaker question that that you like to um i maybe um since you're you're speaking to a lot of people that you know you've last seen in high school right mm-hmm. it's a, yeah definitely um like an advice you would give your high school self it's a advice you'd give your high school self i i, I like that a lot that's a definitely what um, not to not to echo it back to you too much, but do you um, is there something that you, oh. you feel like you would you would go back and yes, kind of man. I took stuff way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried way too hard in my classes. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I did not need to to stress over that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's not the end of the world. I, I would tell myself that like, um, you should just try to be friends with more people because oh, yeah. it's, I, I, I think growing up in like the same school system, K through 12, I had developed a lot of narratives for myself about, um, what I thought people were like and what groups of people were like. Mm-hmm. And in reality, uh, I found in like after, after graduating and like even running into people, I was like, you know what? Like I, I could have just like talked to oh. the, these people. I could have just like engaged with them and like it, maybe it would have been hard cause, cause of, of being shy, but I would have, I would have come out with like a friend instead of like asking what if necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think that's a great, a great response to that. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to save that for, for our next guest. Um, that is going to conclude our episode for, oh, very nice. it's a, look at you. it's a, that's a, look at us go. Well, Lily, thank you so much for your time. Wow. I really appreciate you uh, talking it up with us. Um, make sure if you've, if you've made it this far in the episode and you're listening, make sure that you follow Lily and oil and Oak on Instagram. Um, and don't reach out to her for any commissions or custom work, but you can order things. uh, (laughs) You can order, uh, her pieces. uh, Absolutely. You can order those through the website. If you get anything from this, no commissions. That's it. No commissions. Yeah. No custom work. Uh, yeah. it's a, nothing. Nothing of the sort. Uh, That's hilarious. That's a. All right. Well, it's a. It's a. Thank you uh, again for coming on the podcast, um, and thank you uh, for for listening. Um, we will see you in the next one, and it's been a treat to have you here. Thanks. Awesome. Bye. Thanks, Roland.